0: Um, well, we actually had a great baptism a little while ago uh, with two of the college students. Um, probably taking a minute to celebrate, but you, they, uh, I was just talking to them a few minutes ago, and they were like, they were still shaking and shivering, you know, just, they uh, um, can't wait to sit down and, you know, tell us some of the, the stories of the impacts they've been having while they've been in college uh, as they've decided to commit to God. So, uh it's a wonderful thing, you know, uh, uh, Taylor and doing that thing. All right, so um, I did tell them to connect with you two, by the way, also. All right, let's uh, get into uh, healed and whole. Healed and whole. Um, we, we kind of spent some time, not kind of, we spend some time talking a little bit about um, the faith that we have to exact to receive our healing And so we're going to talk a little bit about that, and prayerfully we'll get into the power of God's Word in addition to um, talking about steadfast faith. All right, so whenever healing is taught as God's provision for all, faith is always, and I repeat, always imparted, and the people are always healed. The method never fails. Faith cannot fail. So the the so so and that's why if we pray for people. We we don't really get caught up into the how they feel. We don't get caught up into how they look or how we feel. We're going to exact God's word by faith, and we know because of God's word, what God's you know God's word won't return void. It accomplish what He sent it to do. Now all we need to do is really attach our faith to it. Uh, D. L. Moody said this. Is there any reason why you should not have faith in God? Has God ever broken one of his promises? And before you jump the gun and answer that question, it says, has God ever broken one of his promises? Not one of your desires that he might not have promised, not one of your expectations that he didn't establish, did God ever break any one of his promises? And the answer there is no. Uh, James chapter 1. Let's go there. James chapter 1. And we're going to lock in on verses 6 and 7, but we'll, we'll, uh, we'll start here, verse 5. It says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that God giveth to all men let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given to him. It says, but let him ask, key word, in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is, is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Right, so so again, it was talking about wisdom, but it says when you ask for wisdom, you know, ask in faith. But 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 then it it took it from the singer of the wisdom to the plural anything. He said that person wavering shouldn't be asking. Why bother? And then it goes on. Verse eight says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And so that's why we we spend time locking in on the things of God. That's why the adversary spends time with trying to get us off of the things of God. See, because once he can infiltrate our minds, like we were talking about the infirmities, he can infiltrate our minds Well, he can create a doubt or double uh, where you would want to believe or believe for a moment, but then you start considering the circumstances. Any consideration of the circumstances is going to facilitate doubt. Right, it's going to, you're going to waver. And the scripture says, if you believe in your heart and shall not doubt, you can have whatsoever you, you, you desire when you pray, right? And so, so this doubt is something that was offered um, in the package called sin. You know, in that package called sin, doubt was offered. See, because faith is not uh, the doubt is not a part of this faith life. Uh, we gave you the the the, uh, the uh, pillars of faith. God has dealt every man a measure of faith. Romans 12:3. Uh, we don't. Uh, that we want that faith to resurrected. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, right? And then you want that faith activated. Faith worketh by love, right? So you got uh, uh, Romans 12:3. You have. Uh, Romans 10, 17, Galatians 5, 6, and of course, the just shall live by faith, and that's Romans 1, 17. But there's another uh, principle that we discuss when we are are going over faith in the living faith class in the the discipleship training, foundational classes. Faith is an enduring belief. Faith is an an enduring belief. Faith is an enduring belief. So it's not faith moments, it's a faith life. So when the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith? So that means you have to still be in faith. Uh, the woman with the issue of blood, what? She, she, had to have, she had to hold on to her faith to have that faith to exchange for her healing. Right? So it's not a faith moment, it's a faith life. It's an enduring belief. Faith is expecting God to do what he said in his word he would do. So faith is expecting God to do what he said in his word he will do. And this is, let's, let's take all the spooky, the sensationalism, the sparks flying. Let's just take all that out and just say, okay, God said this is in his word. I'm attached my faith to it. So if we, can, if we can say it in simplicity. That's what we're doing. And this is the thing, like, your first move is not based on feeling. It's based on faith. Your first move is not based on feeling. So think about how, how our life operates because we're Christians, so we try to uh, exact faith in certain situations. But circumstance always tries to present its resume, right? No matter how faithful you want to be, circumstance always got, hey, I just wanted you to offer this you know, as my resume. You might want to consider hiring me. You know, And then you know, uh, uh, circumstance is the only employee that's always trying to come back to the job. Right, instead of moving on, getting another job somewhere else, always trying to get rehired, over and over and over, you know, always begging, right, <laughs> right, and, that's, and 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 but the the trip is a lot of times we rehire circumstance, you know, you, you know the relationship where you you realize it was a bad situation, so you're done, and then the then the person comes back, and you think it's a different situation. Well, you already knew. Why would you make the move in the first place, right? Well, circumstance comes back and, and tries to give you a different picture. Well, you know, I really learned from the last situation. Circumstance can only be one thing. Circumstance, right? And so we don't want to focus on those things. So faith is believing that God speaks the truth. Faith is believing that God speaks the truth. But so God has never asked us to have faith for something he did not promise. God has never asked us to have faith for something he did not promise. So if God is asking you to have faith for healing, it's because what? He promised it. So basically what he's saying is, I promise this, you can have faith in it. (laughs) Because I promised it. I told you it. If 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 you can find it in my word, you can have it. If you can find it in my word, you can have it. So first he gives us a promise. Then, when that promise creates faith, which produces action, he fulfills it. First, he gives us a promise. So, it's just like in your life, you know, what you do with your kids or, or some people that uh, your loved ones promise you something. I promise to take you on that trip. Well, what happens? There's an excitement that takes place because you're going on a trip, right? <laughs> or I promise to take you shopping. Well, there's excitement, you know, because... You know, you're getting the money to do what you, what you want to do, right? Well, God is saying, Just be excited about my promises at a whole nother level. Soon as you recognize the promise, should be some excitement, right? And, that, and so first he gives us the promise. Then when that promise creates faith, which produces action. So if the promise creates faith in the promise, there should be an action attack. So if I tell my wife, I call my wife up and said, well, babe, when I when, when I get home, I'm taking you out to dinner. But I'm gonna take you to a to five-star restaurant. So be ready. And I come home and like she she's still in her pajamas. It ain't moving at all. Like, babe, I told you we was going out to eat. Oh, I, I didn't think you were serious. But that wouldn't happen, you know. TV <laughs> ready at the door with the garage open. <laughs> Have the other car running, (laughs) right? Well, God wants us to operate the same way, right? Let's look here at uh, Numbers. Let's go here. Let me make sure this is the right scripture here. Numbers 23, verse 19. Numbers 23, verse 19. Heard this. Scripture before, but it's good to have the address, okay? 2319, it says this, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. He, has he said and shall he not do it? Or has he spoken and shall not make it good? That's your foundation for believing God right there. Did he say it? What is it? God says it, I believe it, that settles it, right? God said it, I believe it, that settles it. So what's the struggle? The struggle is when people don't believe what God says, right? And a lot of times they're not, their belief is based on how man has been. What he just said, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man. He wasn't birthed of man that he has to... Repent in his choices he makes. Right? God is, God is omnipotent, um, um, omnipresent, omniscient. He's Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi. He's Jehovah Makedesh, Jehovah Sikhna. Like, he's our righteousness. He's our banner. He's our healer. He's our provider. He's the multi breasted one. He's almighty. Right? Like, so, so God is not a man, so a lot of times we measure God based on how man has disappointed. Well, why should I believe that? People always disappoint me. People disappoint you, and people can and will because they're human. But God can't lie. He can't go back on what he's promised or what he's committed to. That's why God doesn't commit to anything that is not in his will to do. Go here to Hebrews ten. So we already know God's not a man he could lie, right? If he promised it, you can hang your hat on it, right? All right, but we have a process here too. We have a process also. Hebrews ten thirty-six. It says, For you have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. So so again, we have to harmonize with his will to draw in the promise, we can't be operating outside of his will and expect to receive the promise when if we're operating outside of God's will, we're running from the promise, not running to the promise. We're running from the promise, right? We're not attracting the promise, we're repelling the promise, right? And so this is the thing, sometimes I feel it's getting away. so this is how we operate. This is how we sometimes operate in our life. Okay, I, I believe God says what he says. I know what God wants me to do, but I feel like ain't nothing wrong with this. It's really not about how we feel, right? It's about our obedience. So now we open ourselves up to compromise, and now the comp, just like his promise should create faith, which should create action, which should create manifestation, right? Well, our compromise creates uh, a diversion or, or, or we'll say rebellion. And as it creates rebellion, then we have to come up with an excuse to justify the compromise. And then that takes us, our action now takes us further and further away from God. Because we got to keep adding to the excuse or the justification. And then, you know, then you get to the point where you're, uh, how can I say? I'm, I'm going to use the word edgy or, or you're fighting against, well, you know, I don't think, what's the big deal? I don't think it's wrong with that. So this is what's happening right now. What's happening is in a lot of situations, there are people that are dealing with obvious manifested sickness, disease, or infirmity, right? Like you, you, nobody has to, you know, guess. But then there are a lot of us dealing with either hidden, suppressed, or tolerated sickness, disease, and infirmity, right? Because it ain't screaming, don't mean it's not there. And so we get to a point where we're we're carriers of something that God is telling us that we can get rid of. We've been tolerating it for a long time. So now why would you tolerate something like that? Because just like you're ignoring God's promises, you're ignoring the sickness and disease. See, God says something and we blow it off like that. Okay, I understand what he said, but my situation is different. Or, well, well, this ain't no big deal. Okay, what did God say? You see what I'm saying? Well, same thing. Sickness and disease, we're just playing, we're pretending it's not there. Just like we pretend God's word is not there. So we reap what we sow. You pretend God's promises is not there, his word is not there. Well, guess what? It puts you in a stupor and you almost are pretending what you're carrying is not there and is eating us up the whole time, right? Normally when something manifests, it's been building the whole time, okay? All right. That's not a put down. It's just reality, right? All right. And then if you don't, you know, see, the thing about if I don't believe God's word, then I don't believe I can be healed. And I live that way. My first option is not speaking what God says. My first option is going to the doctor. All right? That's my first option. It shouldn't be. It should be saying what God says. So before you can have steadfast faith for healing of your body, you must be rid of all uncertainty concerning God's will in the matter. Uh, that's from F.F. F. F. Bosworth. Uh, he wrote the book, uh, Christ the Healer. It's a powerful book. Um, I think I first read it in the early 90s. Um, it's a phenomenal book. right? Uh, he also said this. This is out of the same book. Appropriating faith cannot go beyond your knowledge of the revealed will of God. Appropriating faith cannot go, go beyond your knowledge of the revealed word of God. And this is him also, until God's promises are each a revelation of what God is eager to do for us, until we know what God's will is, there is nothing on which to base our faith. But what are we basing our faith on if we don't know God's promises and God's will? What are we basing our faith on if we don't believe God's promises and God's will? What are we basing our faith on if we're ignorant or intentionally ignoring God's will? See, and, and, and that's the thing. We, we have this, 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 this new fight when we are Christians to, well, how much of the world can I still do and still be a solid Christian? Well, let me ask you this. How much, that's almost like saying, how much healing can I hold on to before it takes me out? How much poison can I drink before it really starts to affect me? All right? So, so we, we're, we, we don't have to carry this weight. The Bible says lay aside every weight and the sin. You see what I'm saying? It is, a, it, see, see it, 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 it kind of said there were two things. Lay aside every weight and the sin. So this, these affirmities build up and create weights that starts to, you know, you think about the stress that starts to affect our body, our design, our, our actual physical body all the time. Because, see, see, the thing is, we, 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 we have to challenge ourselves not to suppress, not to suppress emotions, not to suppress our feelings, right? Not to suppress uh, embracing the truth. We got to challenge ourselves not to just be holding on to these different things because it's not healthy for us, right? You think you're just carrying weight. When you train yourself to store, you don't just store the things you're trying to hide. You store the things that's supposed to be exposed to be healed and helped because your default is I store. I just store stuff. I pretend. Don't train yourself to pretend the dangerous place to be in, right? And so so, so, we have to uh, lock our faith into God's word. And so this, this is, and then we start to speak out God's word. This is our seed for our healing. But the seed must remain planted and be kept watered before it can, before it can produce a harvest. So, so you don't just keep pulling that seed now. Uh, you put the seed in and you start digging up the seed, did it start growing yet? <laughs> no, you got to keep that thing planted and water. Keep that thing planted, and while it's planted and watered for a good period of time, you do not see what's happening. It's underneath the ground; it's buried. You do not see what's happening. You're watering the whole time, believing something's going to eventually sprout up. Looking out outside, we uh, so you know they they they, had, they did the construction work, so they kind of was riding over our lawn and lawn up. It was perfect. Uh, so, you know, and then, then they had somebody else come by and put some other uh, piping in. They dug up, put some little, they ain't put our grass seed, just put any old grass seed down there. You know, so we gotta get it back to where it was. But I noticed something. So then the, um, uh, when the developers came, they did, uh, they, they did the street. So they, they did a blacktop into our driveway just to, to, to create some new edges. But I noticed something. That grass is growing through the asphalt. So I was just thinking about that. I said, so, you know, this is coal here, uh, pressed coal. But the grass is growing through it. That's saying something about what seed can produce. And it's saying something about, come on. Man, you take grass and you smack somebody upside the, the, the face with it. They're going to start laughing. Oh, that tickles. But that same grass is coming through. I- I've seen it come through cement. It finds a way to get through whatever surface is there, Whatever's trying to suppress it. It figures a way to bore through, right? Like no matter what's, what's, what's trying to restrict it, it figures a way to bore through. It just needs to be watered. <laughs> That's all I was asking. He so said, I'll get through. I just need water. So what you're believing for is saying, I'll get through whatever hard surface, whatever's pressed to try to restrict me. You just keep watering. I'll find a way through Right? I'll find a way through the sickness, disease, and everything. I just need to be watered. Right? I need to constantly be watered. Right? Um, so Luke 8. Let's look at Luke 8. And just because we said the seed needs to be remained planted, but Luke 8, verse 11 says, now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. So when we get this word of God, when we get the promises of God, that's our seed, and we got to keep watering that thing, keep confessing that thing, keep speaking it, regardless of how you feel, regardless of the circumstances, keep communicating what God is saying, Right? This is the thing. Faith rests with confident assurance in God's Word even while it receives no encouragement at all by what the eye can see. Faith rests with confidence, confident assurance in God's Word even while it receives no encouragement at all by what the eye can see. So the same thing like that farmer when he, when he plants that seed he's his Faith is in there. Seeds in there. And I'm going to keep watering, even though my eyes do see, see nothing on the surface. But I'm believing I'm going to get a harvest. You know, farmers are wonderful um, um, because their training is faith. A lot, of, a lot of what they do is faith. And a lot of what we do in different aspects of our life at faith, different jobs and different things we have. I know when I did a Bible study on the campuses for 12 years, I was on two campuses. One I did with a football team and the other one was where Isaac went to school, Capital University. It was all faith because it is, is it, you can't just go on a campus. There always has to be somebody that was, well, I don't know how North Carolina is, but when I researched it, you had to have a liaison. It always had to be a student. So if a student graduates, who's going who's to get you the venue to be on campus, if they, if they all just, let's say some, the person that's your point person gives up, you know, decides they don't want to live for, for, for God. So every year it was by faith that if there was going to be a Bible study. And then with the football team, it was by faith that they would even call me back. I'm a minister. Football teams don't have ministers. They have athletes in action. People don't have ministers on campus. So I was like, every year it was like, they might not call me back. Some of the guys I'm ministering would be like, we don't want him back here. He had they, The guys like him. But every year, I, by faith, I would get a call. So I believed by faith. Every, there was no, I got a Bible study and it's going to last until I stop. No, I do Bible study, and I'm allowed to do it, and I'm believing I'm going to be allowed to do it every year or every semester. Well, we'll split up the semesters, and you have to break. You know, you have to... The first start of the year, you have to break, and then you come back. Ain't no guarantee I'm coming back. So, so um, all of what we do in our life, a lot of things take faith. Believing your kids are going to grow into what God's showing you they can be. All right? Believing when you, when you, uh, when you, you know, we have this God's church here, you know, when God says, okay, uh, have this person do this, have this person do that. Now, don't tell this person. Just put this person in the situation. You believe it, they'll get it, you know, because everybody comes in with their own ways. Well, if you do this this way, I always feel that, you know, as long as I can see the stairs, I know I'm climbing. Yeah, well, God doesn't operate that way all the time. Sometimes he's elevating you with no stairs. So now what you're going to do? You're going gonna, to gonna run, go look for some stairs, <laughs> Right? But some people are used to no stairs. Well, God's going to know you got to take each. No, 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 no. You're used to jumping three stairs at a time. you got to, you got to go to each stair. All right? So some, some people don't want stairs. You see what I'm saying? But you know why God does that? Because God is saying you got to walk by faith. you got to believe me for your daily bread. See, we want the whole plan already. But you just get in the way. So that's why God keeps customizing it, and that's how we have to yield. Everybody's different here. Like, everybody got this, all these different plans. So by faith, we got to trust each plan for every person, and we hope they don't quit. You sound sad, but you, you, but that's the way it works. But everything's intentional. Ain't that right, Z? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So faith does not honor the natural senses, but draws its strength from the immutability of God's Word. Faith does not honor the natural senses, but draws its strength from the immutability of God's Word. See, faith understands God's Word is unstoppable. So my faith is in God's Word more than my natural senses. You keep saying how I feel. Listen, okay, so, so y'all keep pulling me from behind the, the, the podium. I'm trying to stick with my notes, okay? That's, a, that's y'all. Y'all do that. Y'all see me bouncing around. That's all y'all fault. Don't ever blame me. I'm trying to stay back there. I got my, my notes over there, right? Listen, so we have to get out of our feelings, and that's not a put, a put down. That's a reality. So you hear people say, get out your feelings, get out your feelings, get out your feelings. So what you think is, oh, maybe I shouldn't act this way, I shouldn't act that way. But they're saying, get out my feelings, but I feel this way, you know? Like, I mean, that's just a reality. But, but, but everything starts with a choice. And so just if you give yourself a couple minutes out of your feelings every day, that's at least training yourself not to be in your feelings the whole time. You know, just like, you know, you, you have this addiction with sugar. If you just give yourself... A meal with no sugar every day and train yourself that way, you'll get used to not sugar. And this is really what you do if you're used to drinking soda and stuff like that, just drink water. Don't try not to stop drinking soda. Just drink water. See, now to say, I ain't going to drink soda no more. man. stop that. Just drink water. See, See, that's the problem. We try to turn from idols to God. The Bible says turn to God from idols. So, what it's saying is, I ain't going to do that no more. I ain't going to do that no more. Well, you're playing off of it. No, just focus on God. Focus on what you want to do, and it'll flush out what you don't want to do. Right? That's what we have to do. Same thing with our feelings. Listen, we all got to do. We was having a conversation the other day. Like, listen, and I was sharing this. Actually, I I uh, I remember when Daryl spoke, I was saying, and when I was younger, his age, carbon copy. I mean, very observant in my own world. And I wasn't really holding too much conversation and really didn't want to be put in too many situations where I had to talk. Because if I opened my mouth, I was going to second guess what I said. Or I was going to be like, I wonder how they take that. I wonder how they looked at that. You think they looked at that? And then I was I was, I was was sharing with her before I used to give announcements. Man, I used to be prayed up. Boy, I'd be like, man, <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to say this, I'm going to say that, I'm going to say it. all day. Like, I'll be praying all day. This is a two-minute announcement. And the whole day, I was like, okay, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this. Then the pastor would change the schedule on me. Like, he would, like, if I was third on the, on the list because I saw the order of service, he would, like, get caught up in the spirit. And I'm now, like, I'm the 12th thing on the list. I was like, man, I was ready at the three. I was ready at the, now I got to go a whole other end of the service. Then he might skip it to the next week. I'm thinking through all that stuff, right? So so you know what I had to decide to do? Get out of my feelings. Just go up there and be willing to look back. That's it. Just be willing to look back. And mess up a few times, right? So, 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 So this is the thing. We're talking about faith, and we're talking about healing, and we're talking about A part of this is receiving healing, but a part of this is God using you to be a conduit for people to get healed. So somebody's in a situation around you and they're need uh, they dealing with sickness and infirmity. It could be a friend. It could be a student. It could be anybody. And so that person is in need of healing. Well, what's the first thing you're going to think? Okay, well, I know the Bible says about healing. But then now you're going to start thinking through, well, they probably need healing. I, I pray for you, sister. I pray for you because that's a good out, right? <laughs> you know, I pray. Now, now, we don't really have to engage in nothing where something tangibly has to manifest in this, in this moment, right? Oh, yes, we do, though. See, see, so, but, but it's not on us, it's not on our feelings. It's really on us saying, well, the word says this, so I'm going to just do what the word says because cause we, well, we've been a lot since we ain't getting out of this one. So this is what the word says, and then I'm about my business. I did what the word says. I've had faith in it. Now God has to honor what he said in his word because the Bible says he'll work with his word to perform it. See, are we doing stuff like that? Is that bothering us that we ain't healing people enough or we're not getting an opportunity to heal? No, we worried about position, title. We're worried about our feelings. What are we going to get mad about? Our feelings. They hurt my feelings. We don't get mad about they hurt my healing. Right? They, they hurt my faith. I can't believe you hurt my faith like that, man. We don't do get mad about it, but it's always about our feelings, right? So, so, what's our idol now? It's our feelings has been our feelings, or other people's feelings, because it ain't my feelings, right? It's all about, like, like, what was that last funky conversation you had at the house? About your feelings, wasn't it? Wasn't about your healing, it was about your feelings. Did you get mad with your spouse? See, see, see you know what? You're getting on my nerves, because you ain't speak enough healing scripture to me today. <laughs> and, you know, I'm telling you right now, keep coming at me like that. You know, I'm going to think this too. I don't know if I want to spend the rest of my life with you, not getting enough healing scripture. No. You mad because of your feelings. So your feelings get all types of attention. What about your healing? What about your faith? What's going on here? What's all a little funk in the house over feelings? We, I thought we were trying to kill the feelings and resurrect the faith, Right? Is that, ain't, ain't that right? Amen. Oh, we got a couple a amens. A couple people don't want to feel me because you're still mad about that conversation from the other day. You ain't let it go. It's still running around in your head. All right, let it go, let it go. All right, so faith not honor. I said faith does not honor the natural senses but draws its strength from the immutability of God's word. We only have as much faith as we demonstrate with actions. We only have as much faith Faith, as we demonstrate with actions, we only have as much faith as we demonstrate with actions. Remember, Paul said, "My preaching and teaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but was in demonstration of power." That you, we're going to James chapter two. But your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Your faith should not stand what? In the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So, so we're trying to be, uh, we're really living this life at its maximum. It's, it's, there's manifestation happening around us all the time, right? It's not, it's not these twos and fews, it's how we live. The just shall live by faith. So uh, uh, Sid Roth says this on his show, uh, where the supernatural is normal, right? So we're trying to opt in, in normalcy. But these are the things that interrupt the normalcy our egos. You know, so sometimes God use you for a miracle. Use you for a miracle. But then we take the God using us and convert that into a significance, a badge. Well, you know, I'm, you know I have this uh, gift. Uh, man, stop. We don't, why are we doing all that? It's God. And it's not us. Right? And so now, now we've injected our feelings into the situation again, our ego into the situation. Man, like, like you, you know, one of the things you watch when, you, when you're training athletes, the thing, even with my grandson as he's growing, it ain't talent. With none of us, like even now, we have all these gifted people. It's, it's not talent. It's our pride. It's our egos. And, and normally when an adversary tries to trick us, we, we have a momentum. We're growing a guy. We're going at a good pace. The adversary tries to rush you. He tries to get you to get, you get out ahead of, of God. So he'll throw you a bribe. And if you're not paying attention, you take the bribe. And then now you're caught up in, in your distracted bribe, and you're never gaining ground towards fulfillment and purpose. Right? But how did he get you distracted? See, the long, he, he touched that ego. But if the feelings was dead and the ego was dead, you don't care what no, nobody thinks. You're going to go at your pace. You ain't looking to the left. You ain't looking to the right. You stand obedient to God. And God can use you. And now you, you, you're, you're, you're like the seed. He told us the seed has to sit until it gets what it needs to manifest. Well, you're, we're seeds planted by the rivers of water. We got to sit until we get what we need to manifest. And then when we flourish, we're strong and powerful, right? Not, you know... Uh, You know, you ever see the little cartoons where the person shoot the gun and it go bloop? (laughs) You know, there's like no power behind it. Bloop, (laughs) bloop. But we don't want to be a bloop. We want to be powerful, right? That's, listen, you don't have to chase people down to come to Jesus. Walk in the power that God has designed you to walk in. People just going to follow that power. They're going to follow that presence all over you. I don't know who you are and what you do, but I'm I'm just going to, I'm just going to roll with you. I don't even know why. You'll have so many conversations, but I don't know why. I don't know who you are and why. But I just gotta roll with you. Something's on you, right? They feel energized when they're around you because power is saturated all over your life. But if feelings are all over your life, people are like, oh, man, I, yeah. You, listen, I don't even want to go around them, man. We might break them. Every little thing is 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 is. They so fragile." Every little thing, is is, is, is breaks them. That is not attractive. That's not putting nobody down. Think about it. If every little thing, if if you're on highs and lows all the time, that's feelings. That ain't God. Right? And that is not attractive. Who's coming to the kingdom if every every little time they're around you, it's like this? You know what they're saying? So there's God you're talking about. He can't take care of that? Because it seems like you okay as long as there's no circumstances. But isn't that the time to believe in this God you've been telling me about? See, people, this, so I know I've been a guinea pig. So people will hear what, hear what I've said over the years, especially when I was really on, you know, you, you know, y'all was talking about being on fire. So I'm on fire. I'm just talking about the Lord. So, so they was like, man, everything he's saying, man, has got me pumped up. Now I'm a watch, though. Especially the folk from Newark, New Jersey. They ain't watching, you know, up in the northeast. I hear you, bro. But they was watching how I handle when things happen. And I've heard people say, listen, it didn't take until I saw you deal with that. It didn't take. Like, I was watching the whole time, but it didn't take. But I, I Listen, I don't know how you handle that right there. But the way you handled that, that had to be God. I've heard people say that. Family members, oh, oh, that ain't my little brother. I remember what my brother said one time, that ain't my little brother. My little brother would never let nobody get away with that. So, and this is what he said, whatever you're doing is working for you. Because my little brother would have never let nobody get away with, with a piece of that. And you got a barrage. Are people seeing power? That's the thing. Or are they seeing feelings? That's your feelings, man. <laughs> so, so James 2.20. 20. <laughs> nah, they, they came in here and uh, did the, uh, the the people that did the air, they probably said it to summer. It's your feelings. Hey, you know I'm normally cold. I feel fine. So you need some power? I'm just <laughs> you the fire? Turn it up. <laughs> I'm playing. All right. uh, What did I say? James? Uh, Verse 20. It says, but but will thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Faith without works is dead. There has to be some application or some action. So your actions justify your faith. Your actions justify your faith. So, so God's word is with power, as it says in Luke 4.32. So God's word is the power that's available. When we act in faith, we draw in that power. Amen. So this is the thing. The word and faith equals the release of the spirit. The word and faith re- equals the release of the, fi- of the spirit. Remember, the scripture says in Hebrews, it says, okay, uh, we all got the word. But the word we got didn't profit them because they didn't mix faith with it. What it's saying is they didn't have no spirit, no power behind it, right? It was dormant word because they didn't stir it up with their faith, right? So your feelings is not going to stir up the word. It's going to smother the word. Your feelings is not going to stir up the word. It's going to smother the word. See, see, okay, So, so we talked about, remember we talked about Disease, sickness and, and and infirmities, right? We talked about that, right? And so 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 I, I think the disease is kinda ah is easy to recognize. Sickness is in there. You know, sometimes you feel sick, sometimes you so used to operating a certain way. I remember when I was younger, I said, Oh, I always have a cold. Dumb confession, but that's you know, you just I'm just rolling with it, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't wanna roll with that. I don't even speak stuff like that now, right? So sickness is kind of in that line. But the infirmities is the subtle thing because it it has our mind. And so we walk around looking at people with disease and looking at people with sickness when we're affirmed and going, man, glad I'm not in that situation. When some of us are in worse situations, when you ain't got no joy. When you're always breaking down every time there's a circumstance, that's not a put-down. I'm just saying, that's an, hey, we need to be healed there, right? Mm-hmm. See, so we wait until all this infirmity starts to cross over to sickness and disease, and then we, 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 the alarm goes off. But when we're not walking in the fullness of joy, our alarm should go off to say, I got to get in the presence of God. I got to get in God's word. I got to believe for healing. I gotta speak healing over my mind and my heart over His Word because I'm infirmed, Amen. right? Because I said, "Hey, in His presence is in His right hand, right?" So, so and his, and his so again. There should be, there should be something. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to the young ladies after in the, in the aisle right there, and both both and Makaira, "Man, we on fire." And Taylor was like, "I'm still shaking. I'm still shaking, right?" And you look at look back there, you see them be Kool-Aid smiles on their face, right? Mm-hmm. Presence of God, yes. right? Amen. That's totally different than like you can't navigate, you navigate different, right? And so so it's, it's again somebody has to say just like you tell your kids, you know when it, you know you ask them to do something, so okay, so you ask them to do something. If, Like, come on, man, get some pep in your step. Like, you like, but, but they think they're moving, right? They think they're moving, and they, they, you know, just dragging, like, you know. Now, if it's something important to them, they expect you to move, right? Quick. Hey, hey, I got to be there at this time. I got to be there at this time. You ask them something, hey, I need to take out the garbage. <laughs> today. I need to take it out today. Not not two weeks from now, because it's gonna take you two weeks to get to the garbage where you're walking, right? Well, well, it's the same thing. Like, like, like when you're when you're crossing over to these things of God, you you're you're moving, you're excited, you're not dragging. Why are we dragging? Because we don't when you're only dragging when you don't believe. When you know, you flow. You're only dragging when you don't believe. Right? And so we got to, t- t- listen, and don't be giving people that, uh, that you're accountable to a hard time because they're challenging you to get up out of that. Somebody that loves you wouldn't leave you there. But we got all these landmines. Remember the teaching on landmines, right? We got all these landmines. Somebody come in there with you boom, Ah, you go help them. I'm not going to help them. Every time I go anywhere near them, it's a blow up. Right? Where is all that? You're protecting your feelings, not because you want to protect them, because the devil done punked you and made you his assistant in protecting your feelings. So as soon as somebody say, you shouldn't be in that space, see, that's what I'm saying. People don't understand what I'm going through. No, they do. And they understand you can't stay there. You see what I'm saying? Somebody saying you can't stay there is not insensitive. So stop putting up those landmines. Somebody saying you can't stay there is saying you can't stay there. They care enough to know, hey, no, no, no. Do you know any time there, you, you could get trapped? It's really an urgency, not a, a, an indictment or a put-down. Because some people are not aware. They think it's okay to bask in that stuff. No, it's not. So it's not a put-down. So hey, 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 take hey, disconnect the landmines, please. Allow people to help. Allow yourself to be uncomfortable. Right? Let's, I'm not so sorry. I know I'm a pastor, and I know I'm, I'm delivering this word. But I'm not delivering this word because I wasn't in that position. Always in my feelings. Always in my feelings. Man, going around, I, I can't say the actual title of the day because it was some curse words involved. But we could say... Uh, Let me see how good we say, kiss my something day. It's a whole other, a a few more letters. But I had those all the time. I'd be walking around the school. You know, just walking around the school. What's the matter, man? Nothing. Nothing. And the whole day on my head, I was going, no, today is kiss my whatever day, all the other adjectives. And why? Why do I even have a day like that? She said I felt entitled, and I did. I felt, since my whole, my whole life is trash, I'm going to be pouring all my trash on everybody all day, and I'm okay because I didn't put myself in the trash. All these situations and circumstances, uh, being in a foster home and being how I was treated and, and some other uh, things I went through, you know, I got choked to death a couple of times. So. Since I've gone through, all, now all y'all are tripping. I'm not tripping. I've just been through a lot. And you just don't understand because you would have had to be in my shoes. Now I realize everybody got stuff. As far as I'm concerned, nobody got stuff like Keith got stuff. So I went around like that. And confessing my bad luck all the time and, you know, and then almost just wearing it. Now, you don't know, you wasn't at the house. I don't have no ticker going on on my head, but I snap on you like you should know. Don't you understand what I went through today? Now, now, I'm saying that as if you were there, but nobody's there. We can't go back in time in, in, in everybody's lives. We can't. Man, listen, I don't wish no bad that anybody's gone through on them. I don't wish the stuff I went through. But guess what? It can work out for our good. That's why we need Jesus. And if we're going to embrace Jesus, let's, let's get the whole thing. Right? Let's get the whole thing. And let's not wear what we went through like a badge. Right? Listen, because God can use you to help somebody get through. I'm telling you. Like, somebody's going to get through because you get through. That's what the... That's, it, it, as much as it seems like it's a punishment, it's going to be a phenomenal blessing, right, when you choose to bore through it, okay? It's, it's a setup for you. God wants to use you, right? I'm sitting up here talking to you, and it was crazy. Like, the stuff is crazy. Half is not until well, I probably don't talk about all of it because half of stuff I don't even think about no more. Like God done flooded my life in a whole nother level. I don't even think about it no more. How can I think about that stuff when I live with Pastor Melanie? Impossible. (laughs) So you have the faith inside of you right now. Just let it act. Bringing deliverance to you. Do not hold it prisoner. Do not keep it bound. It will lie dormant within you if you don't Act on God's word. You have God has dealt to every man a measure of faith. uh, Romans 12, 3, right? You have the faith in you. The adversary is trying to tell your feelings, he's trying to take your feelings to tell you, man, listen, man, that's for everybody else. No, it's for you. You're exactly who it's for. More than some other people. Act on your faith. And God's word will impart creative power and divine life to your body. Act on your faith and God's word will impart creative power and divine life to your body. It's waiting for you to act on faith, not wait on feelings. It's waiting for you to act on faith, not wait on feelings. So so you'll have a situation this week, a few situations you already had in the last few weeks well, you're in a situation where you know God wants you really to use you to minister to somebody, right? But you're waiting on feelings when all you have to do is act on faith. All you have to do is engage. All you have to do is engage. Anything. Hey, you from here? <laughs> How long you been here? Oh, whatever. I, the, the, the police officer that came out today, I was talking to the police officer, and I said, so, as a matter of fact, I got do this. I go, speak for me, Holy Spirit. I don't care what the situation is. I don't know what's going to happen. So I said, hey, uh. So how long have you been in, uh, an officer? Well, uh, 28 years. About to retire soon. I'm just holding the conversation, right? About to retire soon. You know, and I said, well, you know, I have a few family members of police officers. So we start talking about just the reality of what a police officer would deal with. And so when I told him what you, what you possibly go through, he said, man, most people don't even understand. I said, yeah, because most people aren't in a situation. They ain't going into those houses. They didn't show up at the accident and saw the blood. You know what I'm saying? They don't realize what you deal with and how it can possibly affect you. And then when you care, they don't realize you care. And it's like there's always a need. It never turns off. You know what I'm saying? Like, think about it. I mean, it's a a 24-hour job in a way. Even if you're not on duty, you're carrying around what you saw, what you experienced. It's not exactly like war, but he was in in the military, you know, like I got all the information. And we just started talking about the Lord. And I I said, well, you know, this stuff lines up with with what I talk to people about as far as God. And then it lines up with this. He says, man, you know, see, I I wasn't the you got to say it right police. I need religion in my life. Hey, it's not religion. It's relationship. I didn't do that. You know? I got him engaged. You know? We just we, saw, we had a we just kept talking. We just had a we had a great time. He says, man, I'm holding you up. And then he went to the into the patrol car, came back out, started talking some more. Right? And then I said, hey man, you know, one of the Sundays got to come by and visit us. He said, Yeah, because I need religion in my life. What am I trying to tell you? I just engaged them. That's all. That's all I'm doing. I just I'm just engaging. I'm not trying to Get in my feelings. Uh, Okay, I hope I say the right thing. He don't look like he really wants to hear about Jesus. You know, we do that, right? That don't look like a Jesus hearing type person. What what does a Jesus hearing type person look like? (laughs) You know, but you know how we get in our head, and we go, we're looking for a safe place, as opposed to a faith place, right? We supposed to be looking for a faith place, not a safe place. We gotta get out of our feelings, right? And then we go, well, I got to be a certain type of way. Well, some of what you're going through, the person sitting next to you is waiting, you to, waiting for you to open your mouth because they're going through it too. But you got some word in you that you can share with them that's helping you to get through. But you wait until you get to super scholar, Bible author, you know, like, oh, you're available to be used where you're at because somebody's where you're at. Just start there. long as you don't just skip into being somebody's, uh, you know, life coach or pastor or something like that. And you're not called or ordained to do that. But you can, just, you can mentor, disciple, share the, the Jesus to anybody, right? Right? I got a couple of amens. Alright, so God sent his word to heal. It is the power of God unto salvation, unto wholeness. God sent his word to heal, and it's the power of God unto salvation. Psalms 107. Psalm 107. Hey, it's just, it's about power. And if not now, when? The thing that God has been constantly uh uh tapping me on my shoulder to, uh, to keep me moving and motivated and is, Keith, is not, if not now, when? And it's not just about, you know, the book I'm, I'm, I'm trying to finish, which I thought I was going to be finished already. Then once I started writing it, I was like, it's eh, more you got to add. But it's not just that. It's, it's if not now, when will you talk to this person? If not now, when will you share Jesus with this person? If not now, will you, when will you pray for this person to be healed? You already know it's, it's a, healing is a part of my life. It, it's a part of the kingdom. So when are you going to use it? When are you going to use your gifts? And when you gonna, You don't have to keep turning them into some type of... I'm, I'm a, I'm a, a super, super prophet or evangelist. How about just being... Uh, A child of God. What's wrong with that? That that doesn't have no value. It has to be at a certain position or title or a certain venue. You know God uses you the best in the most basic situations. The things that's going to carry through your life is all these little simple situations that have no accolades, no titles, no certificates, no trophies, No glass plaques. There's people you will impact that's going to change the world. And all you did was have a simple conversation while you were in the grocery line that day. Do you know that can change somebody's life too? (laughs) Really? God going to really use me. I'm waiting until I, you know, (laughs) I come to the pulpit and I speak when he wanted to use you right there in that moment in that person's face, right? He wanted to use you in the hospital when you told the person, you know what? I understand what you're saying, doctor, but I know what my God can do. He wanted to use you there. You changed that person's profession for the rest of their life. Now they operate knowing that God is the healer. To everybody that come in, you know, some of these doctors that operate that way, they were influenced by some of the patients that believed and they didn't. And so you ain't thinking about that. People are actually, lives are being changed by that doctor who who was well-known, traveled all over the world, just because you believed. You ain't thinking about stuff like that. The nephew that gets saved because they've been watching you because you believed. we still looking for this bigger group of people where, you know, uh, we're interviewing such and such who put together this nonprofit organization. And, oh, boy, they're doing wonderful things in the community. Man, that's good, too. But do you know you could, you could be doing wonderful things in the community whether you get interviewed or not? Because there's people around you all the time. Right? Let God use you, right? So what I say? Psalm 107, 20. It says, he sent his word to heal them and delivered them from their destruction. He sent his word to heal them and delivered them from their destruction. So we know God sent his word to heal us. It's right there in the Bible. Let's look here, uh, Romans 1. Romans 1. He sent his word to heal them and delivered them from their destruction. So the thing is like, and we know, you know, God sent his word to help people and deliver them from their destruction. We, we, we sometimes look at the destruction of what people are doing to us and that we have dealt with destruction. But you know, most of our destruction is what we're doing to ourselves. Okay, all right, see, see? You have those questions out there in TV land. All right, so I'm trying to get over a relationship, right? God used me, you know, to try to get over a relationship, right? How did I get in a relationship? Oh, y'all want to have no answers? I put my, I got into the relationship. Did God put me in that relationship? Come, we going to be honest or we going to lie? Okay, let me ask you this. Did God put you in a relationship in that moment? How about that? Y'all, some of y'all going, well, you know, right? All right, so then, you know, you got to be, these people attack for over here at TV land, you know, you got to be accurate, you know, <laughs> you got to be clear, okay? <laughs> right, people in TV land, yeah. right? Tell yeah, tell Pastor Mel get her people. All right, so, so the, basically what I'm processing through, how did I get in this situation? It was me, right? Right? Who was it? Come- you, you knew. No, y'all. <laughs> Look, we so excited about saying it was me, right? Like, yeah, it's you. I don't know why you did that, man. I ain't by myself, right? Right? And so, 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 if we stop for a second and realize, okay, I gotta be delivered from destruction. I'm creating my own destruction. I gotta be delivered from that. Well, how do I get delivered? He sent this word to heal me. <laughs> he sent this word to heal me. If I'm avoiding the word, I'm going to keep destroying myself. But I'm having a justification, I'm having an excuse, and I might have a few people to blame. But who's really the culprit? If I'm honest, okay, does that mean people have not done things to us? No. People are going to be trying to do stuff for us for the rest of our life. The devil has been trying to kill us forever, right? So somebody trying to do something to us doesn't excuse us to stay stuck in that place, right? It's not what people try to do. It's how we handle it, right? Listen, listen. I've been uh, uh, played, betrayed, filleted, <laughs> all types of stuff. Sautéed, that's good. I, you know, that mean they marinated the craziness on me, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I like that one. Right? And 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 I remember so, oh, this is good. So so I don't usually do these things, but I was in a situation, this is for whatever you I'm supposed to talk about this. So I was in a situation, I was in this relationship. And so I realized it was toxic. Good move, right? So 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 I get out. But but I'm 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 a, I'm not really responsible in life, so I ain't really got much. It was an older person, so they would show up with incentives, right? <laughs> she said, Sugar Mama. <laughs> I mean, I both was young, I mean, I was only 21. Uh, yeah, the person was like 30. So, ain't nobody asked y'all for all y'all little uh, descriptions. Right. So 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 I so 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 my first stage I had to lick like getting tricked with the incentives. It probably wasn't that much of a trick because I was needy, right? Thirsty. There you go, there you go. I thought about it as soon as I said it. So I was thirsty, so it probably wasn't that much of a trick, right? You know, I called it a trick, but really, you know, you ain't take much. Right. <laughs> All right. So I got past that. So I had the strength to get past that. I ain't gonna get tricked with the incentives, right? Well, then the other trick was to get me to uh, react. So say something crazy, and I oh, pff, oh who, trying to play me, pff, pff, <laughs> and and then I'm, I I get I get trapped, <laughs> right? Right? I get trapped. Well well, I was kind of similar. <laughs> Testing one two three testing. All right, so, 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 so now I'm 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 getting sucker because I'm reacting. I'm constantly reacting because I'm in my feelings, right? All right, so now I'm trapped on the feelings. I was like, and then one time I I, I went to you gonna lie on me. <laughs> So, 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 and I'm, 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 I'm in and out hearing from God, but I heard him that day. So, you gonna keep going for this? Same thing, different day. Like you keep, see, see, and y'all think I'm talking about me getting played with the feelings, but that's what the adversary been doing with us the whole time. He keeps pulling us back in. First, he gets us when we thirsty. I will just give you some incentives. I got you. Then when you get past that, he tries to get you to prove yourself and, and the re- we keep playing this, get these mind games as opposed to just locking into God, right? That's the thing, we just gotta lock into God. We can't, we're, we're healed from our destruction. Think about it. When, when you're either destroying yourself or somebody destroying you, don't you get sick quick? All of a sudden, you're fine, right? But all of a sudden, my stomach hurt. I don't know, I think I think something's happening with my head. I don't know what's going on, right? All of a sudden, everything start happening. Uh, I don't know, man, you know, I don't know where my weight started fluctuating. Did it? Or, or are you storing something? You see what I'm saying? The whole thing is always trying to get without getting our head, get us in our feelings, so we can start destroying ourselves, but he said, hey, I got you covered. I sent my word to heal you. You feed, feed on the word, it'll flush all that mess out. And that's what we have to work, that's what we have to do. We have to start attaching our faith with the word. Not just, you know, so I won't say the person's name, but they'll probably react. So this one person was reading the word and they're kind of reading through it. And so they weren't really reading, read. So like, but they was reading enough where you say, well, you probably just need to get in the Word. But I'm doing that. That's what they would say. I'm doing that. But then, you know, as they start growing in the Word, you start to realize they weren't even really reading. They wasn't they getting it. Like they wasn't, it wasn't absorbing. Like uh, Trina was saying, she read through 1 Samuel like three or four times before she realized David was in there, right? So, so I'll give you an example. So this person was reading, right? And I could pick with this person. This person was reading, right? And they were like, so they said, I didn't know Paul had a son. Right. I ain't say no I ain't say no names. I ain't say no names. Just look straight ahead. I was just saying say no names, right? So I know Paul had a son, you know. Um so so then uh a, another person responded and said, No, 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 he's a son in the faith. It's like, man, I thought that was uh Paul's son and and Eunice was his wife and you know, so and so so they're vulnerable and transparent. It was, you know, you know, you know we was all having fun. Uh, but what they're realizing is, I ain't really been paying attention. I've been reading through, not into. Right? Right. But, but that can happen sometimes. So what God is saying, I, my word can stop you from destruction, but you can't read through. You got to read into. Reading through is, I'm just reading. Reading in two is I'm attaching my faith. Now, what's set up here is layer learning. So, so if it doesn't catch you on the first layer, it'll catch you on the second layer or the other layer. It'll catch you in Bible study fellowship. It may catch you on Wednesday night. It may catch you on discipleship class. It may catch you in Bible school. But something's gonna catch you. But when you casual, when you go, that should be enough. But you're still in your feelings and, and destruction then what's happening there? What's happening there? Obviously, it's not taken. Listen, we're results-orientated, right? We're results-orientated. So it's not about how we feel. It's about what's manifesting. And the manifestation is taking place when we're, our faith is ignited and we're acting on it. And when we act on God's promises, God will fulfill them. Every time. So it's demonstration of power, not just enticing words. You understand what I'm saying? Because enticing words is going to keep us in our feelings. That's why some churches just entice you. I want to keep you in your feelings. I don't need you thinking and growing and manifesting. I just need you needing me. No, no, only, no. no. You don't have to need us. You need God. And the way you're going to get God is when you start experiencing power after power after power after power. It ain't about feelings either. Right? And so, so, again, some could say, well, I didn't point out any particular, but you're being insensitive. You know, people go through stuff. I, okay. Everything everybody goes through, we experience. So we got the stuff that we got to grow through, and we got to grow with you through everything you go through. So if anybody don't know about feelings, we do. And unless y'all in cloud nine, you know we care. So unless you're somewhere else on another planet somewhere and you haven't been on this earth in a while, you know we care. So whatever you're processing through, we processing through. So I'll give you an example over here. I'm gonna use this system right here, right? So this is, this, I'm gonna give you the contrast between feelings and reality. So feeling says, don't nobody care about me. Oh, oh no, 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 we're gonna, do, we're gonna do this. No, no, we're using you on this one. All right, no, no, everybody gonna be able to relate to this. All right, so 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 we're all family, right, right? And so y'all know we got we. The, she has a maternal uh, spirit on her. She she could be somebody's mom in a heartbeat, right? Good mama, she's a good mama, right? 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 <laughs> all right. So then then and and I have a paternal spirit on me, right? All right. So that means some people, a lot, quite a few people are like daughters, right, and sons, right? But in the family, everybody's not at the same level, right? All right, so let's say you have daughter Venetia. Well, daughter Venetia, we have daughter Cinnamon. So daughter Venetia wants to be your favorite daughter, right? <laughs> probably, t- not, probably not too far faster, right? <laughs> right, right. All right, so, so, so now uh, Cinnamon is processing through whatever Cinnamon is processing. So, so we're spending time with Cinnamon. In her mind, so wait a minute, let me get this right. See, see, you know what? Don't nobody care about me, right? Nobody care about me. And so let's say what we decide to do with cinnamon is we, uh, we do something where we're going to have her speak up here, give a five-minute exhortation before we do anything because, you know, God's gave, given her favor. She does that does about three times. So she's sitting there, nobody's giving me three times to come up and give five minutes. I thought I, I was our I favorite. Now, know what she forgot? She forgot that we done spent more time one-on-one with her than anybody in this building. <laughs> right? But the whole time, she just be focused on, how come I didn't get my five minutes uh, to text And be forgetting, you got four hours Five days a week, <laughs> I, I, I'm exaggerating, I'm exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating about the four hours, I'm exaggerating about the five days a week. <laughs> two days for real, right, right, two days for real. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you feel me right Yeah. All right, she know I'm not lying. But you understand what I'm saying? But you can easily overlook, I'm not saying she did, I'm saying you can easily overlook that looking at something else. The reality is, you can start destroying yourself from the inside because you're not looking at what's customized you're getting. You're looking at what somebody else has and losing sight of what you have. Right? If Minister Lamar says something like that, i probably throw something at him. All the time we done spent with with... with <laughs> Y'all hear the testimony, so this is not no picking with nobody. Y'all hear the testimony, yeah, we used to close restaurants, right? <laughs> you hear Z back there laughing, right? Do you understand what I'm saying? What I'm saying is God is really, this healing, God's trying to cover everything. That's why it's healed and whole. It's not just about the, the my knee hurt, because honestly, you can go to the doctor's, and some, they'll tell you a lot of stuff is in here. A lot of stuff is in here. Some doctors don't want to tell you that because they want to give you some medication because they're getting kickbacks. But a lot of stuff is right here. Right? A merry heart does doeth good like a medicine. <laughs> it's a medicine for you. The more you laugh, the more you're in an environment, that's why God said don't forsake the assembling of yourselves with the saints. Because fellowship is going to ignite laughter, jokes. We was out there on the, on, the, on the, uh, what do you call that? Porch? I don't know what you call that. Outside of the doors of the church. Huh? The front of the church, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you call it the front of the church. Man, we was out there, uh, you know, they was pretty much picking with Venicia, But. But there was there, there was there was somebody visiting. That person didn't leave because of all the jokes and the fun. They hung around the whole time, enjoying people picking with Venetia. But the person enjoyed the whole. Th- it was almost like he the, he was a part of the family. But but because of what? He was attracted to the joy. That's why people are so, you know, she's freezing. <laughs> hey, oh, no. yeah. Hey, because somebody changed the heat or something. Huh? All right, we got, it. We, got, we got it, we got it, we got it, we got it. We got it, he's, he's moving, okay, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's 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 in, yeah, Let's end on that. He was high back there. He was like, they'd be all right. All right, so that, so let's end on that note. Uh, uh, we'll get to uh, the power guy's word next week.